Episode 34 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. I don't know why you're smiling, Peter. That was a perfectly normal introduction. I'm still Sam. He's still Peter. We're drinking coffee today because... Yeah. yeah. Because... Because Sam is, is weak <laughs> and overdid it on the weekend. Well, okay, look. I did overdo it on the weekend. It also has to has a, a job where he works with children, so he has to be... Yeah, exactly. That's really the thing. We were recording in the middle of the day before I go to work, so... No drinking for me. Yeah. But honestly, I'm very happy for it. Because I I don't I want to put off drinking beer again for as long as possible. Just on the off chance, I don't think I'll ever have this with beer. But just on the off chance that I've ruined it, like yeah. tequila, you know, you, you can't. I, I really I, hope that's not possible. But I'm just saying, last time I got how could you horrendously drunk of something? I and it was I think it was rum, and I, and I just can't drink it anymore ever. I already know wine how? is off the list. Oh. Off the list. I thought about wine the other day, like like this morning, almost threw up. <laughs> wine is just gone. I wasn't a big wine man before, but now I've really not a wine man now. I it's just I just don't get how you could let yourself ruin beer. Like because there was stone and wood, Peter. There was stone and wood on tap. And I, we all know how much I love Stoner Wood. They had my favourite beer. It was a wedding. It was a wonderful wedding. Stoner Wood. And it sounds like they have just, wine untapped as well. And you well, just, neither of them were You just basically stuck your head under the faucet and away you went. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, to, to get us to sort of kick off yeah. the discussion. Um, Actually, I wanted, to I, wanna, some... I wanted to quickly ask you the question that I'm sure is on everybody's lips. Have you been back to Wiley's? <laughs> no, I have not been back to Wiley's. It has been a Wiley free week. I'm detoxing from my savoury mints. Oh, I don't know. And it's the end of the era. I don't know if I'll go back now. I consciously made a decision just the other day not to. It's the first time. I feel like we're going to need to make it a regular segment that we get the Wiley's update and see... Have you still, yeah, how, many, yeah. how many weeks does it take before I yep. go back? Yeah, do the countdown. Yeah. Well, we're happy to do that. I wanted to briefly mention something about coffee, since we're drinking coffee. We're we drinking had coffee a beer, from... we're, we've had a coffee with Sam and Peter for a while now. Well, no, we haven't had a coffee with Sam and Peter for a while. No, but it's been an established thing. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we've done it for, for several episodes. I'm not there sure is a many. precedent. Yeah, there is a precedent. I think every time we've gone to the same place. No. And no, 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 not every time. But... Most times. But a lot of times we've um, gone to, to the Hawthorne and Garage. And this place has like a loyalty card system where you get a free coffee. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. We get it all the time that. and I don't <laughs> have one. <laughs> I'm actually on this system, even though I despise loyalty cards. Um, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sam Johnson, we need to have a discussion about your wallet and your loyalty card situation. <laughs> you can't, so you cannot, no... You cannot say that you despise loyalty cards when you have a wallet that is twice... Because I never is use like, them. It's like a full fist the size of it. Everybody... You know, actually, let's just rant about that instead because everybody picks on my big wallet. It's not that big. I don't understand. And it's... Everyone... It, it's just out... We were out the other day. We were out at Noosa with a, a, a friend and he could not get over it. You know, it's one of those times where someone points out something like... Oh man, you look really. I've had those times where it's like, oh man, you look really off today. Oh okay, now, yeah, well, you know, I had a rough night. And then there's other people like who just 
Oh, you're looking really off today. And, and then just keep they just keep going. And then you look just fucking horrible. <laughs> you look like a gargoyle. What is, what is wrong you with like your face? You look like you're raised from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> but but to really it's the same thing, he just kept going on about. I mean, how do you live for the wallet like that? Well, well, friend, I put it in my fucking pocket. It's a wallet. It's it's fine. No, Sam, I think this is another one of those occasions where you're just insane. We need to do we need to put up on our Facebook page a comparison on our Instagram to give or... our listeners an idea of exactly just what we're talking well, about. What do you so, carry in your wallet? In your in your thin wallet? In in my thin I've wallet. Got coins. I've got no coins. Which is important because you know I need coins for parking machines and things like that. That's true. There but you go. I keep my coins just in my car. I have my pass for the gym. I've got my go card, which for our listeners who don't live in Brisbane yep. is like the public transport electronic yeah, it's card pretty, pass it's, thing, it's whatever. Pretty, it's pretty good these days. Um, I've You've got, got your credit my, card. You know what? Yeah, I've got my credit card. More visual like, description. I think you should really read out what these things look like. So go ahead. Start with the numbers on the credit card. Um, so it's <laughs> six, two, five, five. Um, the numbers on the back are one, two, three. <laughs> Um, you just, no, you just like ruined look, somebody. I've, I've somebody got, in like one, Albania. Two, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six cards. There's a couple of business cards in there. Yeah, and and that's it. Like uh, See, a got, receipt, maybe. I've got coins and cash. That's what takes up most of the space, and a lot of cards. A lot of cards. Yes, I'm talking maybe like twenty cards. Yeah. I, but there just, are also just, things that like might come up. I still humor go. Me, humor me here, Sam. Take your wallet out. We're, you know what? This is another thing. We're doing one of those things on the on the audio one of those podcast. That, yeah. It's not going to really make sense for everybody. I'll try yeah, and read I just, that. just. I mean, my wallet's about three of Peter's wallets. But you know, that's I'm just, I'm taking. You know a photo. what? That's I lead a rich I lead a rich life. That's what that says. I go to a lot of places and I need cards for them. <laughs> But you hate loyalty <laughs> programs, you just said. But a lot of them are ID cards. You know How many ID cards do I you need? I got my BCF card. You don't need that. When I was the last time you went to BCF, Sam? I don't even like... It's probably expired. Go to BCF. Uh, EB Games card. Laser Force card. Laser, Laser Tag Force. card. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, know, Laser Force is like the Laser Tag... Well, they know what laser force is. It's the iconic laser tag place in Brisbane. If you couldn't make the jump, the mental leap from laser force to being like laser tag, I mean, you're probably good. The point still stands that you've not been to laser force in years and years. Look, let's just get back to the point, okay? I didn't want to get off topic. I had a loyalty card situation before that really emphasized to me what I find to be wrong with with loyalty cards. It's sort of like a thing that corrupts people. I was at this place where we buy coffee from. Yeah. I think we can say it, Hawthorne Garage. We like the place. I yep. go there all the time. Now I have to go there all the time. Because <laughs> I can't go to Wireless. Well, um, you can. You they have gingerbread with the, with the coffee, Peter. It's pretty sweet. But they also have a loyalty card that says one free coffee. After like, I think it's 12. Yeah. 12. It's usually like 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit more. But the thing is, it's not like... They're, they're not being grubby like a lot of the other places where it says, you know, one free coffee and then in fine print it says, like, a small. Yeah. One free small coffee. Yeah. There's no limit. It just says free coffee. And so people take advantage of it all the time. Even though just, even though you just want to order what you... They just get, like, uh, like, a quadruple shot. Well, the guy in front of me... The coffee. guy in front of me was like, 
and you can you saw the point where we all realised like why he was doing that because he hadn't brought out his wallet yet. I think he was planning to just sort of slip it slowly <laughs> at the end because he was like, "Hey, yeah, can I have um can I have a large cappuccino uh, double shot with hazelnut flavouring uh, and and chocolate flavouring and can I get two gingerbread men on top of that?" <laughs> and he's and and like there's they went to that point that point that I despise where someone's need for value outweighed the whole point of the exercise which is to drink a coffee that you would actually enjoy. He's got like two flavorings in the damn thing. He's made it massive. It's got like double like I don't think he's even enjoying the coffee at that point. Maybe that's like one of those things, though. That it's that's that it's point like, too far. It's like it's like your dream coffee. You, you mean he'd I mean? really like, been wanting that, to that, do that? That, for that hours? was like the coffee that he'd always wanted to order, but he could just never justify to himself. I'm not going to spend more than no. four dollars. What for he a did cup is he saw the fact that you get a free coffee and and flavorings no, no, cost fifty cents. So if I get two flavorings, I've saved a dollar, even though I fucked my coffee up. You know, that's Sam, that, that could have been the greatest coffee of all time. You it, don't know. It could have been. It could have been. I'm the one who's... I'm, I'm always... Help. One thing you don't know about me, loyal listeners, is that I'm I'm really a hugely optimistic person. And I show that in my ability to continuously think that the next weird smoothie I get at a farmer's market is going to be really, really good and worth the $11 that uh, I paid yeah. to that hairy bloke <laughs> who says everything's organic and therefore it must cost seven times as much. <laughs> So your $17 smoothies. And it never is. I actually, I feel like that is going to be the thing that, that, that ends me in the end. I'm, I'm really scanning on the nice what, what as it is. The, I think my girlfriend may got? leave me if I do it again. Yeah, the last one you got was like beetroot and kale or I something. Like beetroot. Yeah. There was no kale. There was like beetroot and raspberry and something that tasted like death. <laughs> <laughs> Can't place it. Just a rotting finger. Oh, it was real bad. I don't know what it was. It sort of tasted like drinking a root or something. But it was bad. It was real bad. Every time I hope. The next time it'll be good. That's why you got to find like one that you actually like. Well, right. Yeah. And I mean, how else am I going to find the one that I like without drinking all the, That's true. All the ones that I feel like, like death? I feel like maybe not ever getting the one that has beetroot in it is a good way to start, though. I mean, beetroot's good, though. Beetroot's good, man. And it's have sweet. You, have you ever had a good beetroot smoothie? I've had one beetroot smoothie. How many exactly. beetroot smoothies exactly. have you had, Peter? I mean, none. None. But but that's my point. You've never had a good beetroot smoothie, so now you can tick that off your list of just smoothies never to have. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've never owned, <laughs> I've never owned a sports car that I liked. Does that mean that I shouldn't... I don't like sports cars? No, it means I just haven't bought enough sports cards. Have you bought any? Any, it's any sports cards. <laughs> I haven't bought any sports cards. Oh, dear. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, dear. The, the, the coffee's not bad. Around. Yeah, the coffee's good. Um, the coffee's terrible in Brisbane, as a, as a general rule. I don't feel like the coffee is terrible in Brisbane. Oh, it I is, feel like It is. It's not, though. There's a lot of like people running it through twice. Using the same grounds twice, I mean, there's people like nah, you burning can t- You can taste coffee. that though. I definitely can. I taste it everywhere. You're just not going to the right places. I think I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Yeah, but but you're just not going to the right. There no, are that's, good, that's, there's that's, good that's, coffee. That's true. If you find a good place, you you just hold on to it with everything that you've got. Yeah. 
I feel yeah. like the where we got these coffees was, was yeah. pretty okay, pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, we've been just grumbling for 12 minutes about about fuck all. Uh, the homework yeah. movie. The homework movie this week uh, was Girlfriend's Day. Well, before we get into that, um, I wanted to quickly talk uh-huh. about... Um, did you want to talk about uni? And being back at uni? Oh, yeah, I'm back at uni. Peter is not. I'm actually the most busy person... Right now, out of uh, the three people that we play games with, so now we can just play games all the time. Yeah, it's pretty great. Our mate, our mate Sam's unemployed, and Peter's unemployed, and I'm doing just, uni. But that's just about do, it, yeah. doing uni, doing uni. I'm doing uni and I'm employed, but I've still got a lot of spare time. So we ended up. Yeah, it's, we, it's we sort of we had we're like sort of our, regressing. Yeah, we had like our first long like marathon Destiny session that we've yeah. had in in maybe like four or five months. Mm. Oh, like since the DLC yeah. came out, it was great. It was Played great. We, trials, didn't, we didn't do like, well at all, but it lost was great. horribly, but it was good fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed it. Actually, yeah. one thing I will say about get, like getting back to getting back to uni, um, I did have an experience the other day where like I, it was just one of those t- times where you know, I just knew that I needed to get out of there. It's my fifth year of uni, and your whole perspective shifts. You know, just like thinking about getting back to uni. First year, like the end of first year getting into second year, you're like, how good are these holidays? I love them. I never want to go back. And I think that goes for a while. And then me in fifth year, I'm like, oh man, these holidays are so long. I just want to get back so I can finish it. Because you're so close to being finished. Yeah. I don't want to be like, I was talking to someone from my class and they were like, oh man, you've only got one, it was a third year. You really go like, oh, one subject? That must be so chill. And I was like, I don't want chill. I, <laughs> I want done. <laughs> um, yeah, but I had that interaction uh, with, with people in the class because I'm studying maths. And math students are fantastically good at a lot of things. and They're very smart. But interacting with other people is not one of them. Um, and so a ripple went out through the class on Tuesday because it was announced that six weeks from now or something, one of the assignments was a group activity. <gasps> oh. Shock horror. Not group assignments. And everyone grow. Like, just, that means you got to find someone. How can they make a group maths assignment? That means, well, you, well, they can't, you know. I think I'd probably do it by myself if I could. But, yeah, so this whole thing rippled out. And then, so immediately, like, you, we were bombarded by math students just trying <laughs> trying to socialize to, to, to socialize like i said like, it was it was good, good for them like it was i sat next to this guy or this guy i sat down this guy like sidled over to me and sat next to me in a entire like amphitheater's worth of people leaving a space you know next to the other person <laughs> yeah, he was like the only one it was like it's like the cinemas right he was the one guy that was like he, just he was sat there down. late enough there was there like was no spare no no no, 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 no. Like, no there, he, there was like a gap of four seats between me and the guy the next guy on my left and he like came all the did way he like, sit, did he sidle up right to you next like to me you, did he sidle up to you like he was going to try and sell you drugs no no although I thought he was a stalker for a while until I realised that he was just sort of was socially inept <laughs> but he, he'd obviously that's like, a bit mean worked it yeah well like I'm t- I, I, I was like, good for him. I'm just telling you, just like the the, the, the traumatic story of like, had, like I'm with you. I'm on board. It's like when you really like a kid. You can really like a kid and be absolutely disgusted by how they eat. You know, like, <laughs> and he was, he was, 
He like sat down right next to me. He didn't say anything for a while, but he was acting like he was about to, you know, like the entire like for a good half an hour. And uh, I look. I guess I was coming off a of smart that that day. I told the lecturer, you know, he he made a mistake, and so he's like, "Oh yes, this guy helped me with the with the dual side, the bloody mature edge, which again is good." So he, he first of all he's been snorting the whole time, right? He was one of those people, you know. You have, you sit, when you sit in a quiet lecture room, you notice how many of these people exist where they 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 sort of have no concept. That like just like like sniffling and snorting is is, is it would put people off, you know? But they don't care at all. You must have had this at yeah. least once. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like the real snotty ones is like it, it's just drawing has, has a cold and is just having a generally poor time. Of yeah, it, but it's but just, just it doesn't just, care. Yeah. So he does that, wipes his face, then goes in for the handshake. <laughs> so it's the- Oh, hello. I shook his hand. It's even worse for me because, you know, I had to go wash it later. <laughs> that hand was basically tainted. tainted. Yeah, it was tainted. For the, like day. 20 minutes. And again, and like... you know, good on him. <laughs> and he sort of asked me a series of questions, like stilted one after the other that were just like, you know, classic paint by numbers socialized questions just like small talk but if you, from if, yeah. the small talk 101 book written in 1955 but i've noticed that if you only string together small talk words it sounds like you're a predator right because <laughs> he was like do you come here often so where do you live and I, was, <laughs> I was like oh no i live i live in, in this place mm, how are you getting home today <laughs> and I was, uh i'm driving uh <laughs> uh, the old drive yeah oh man such a classic yeah it was rough top in in my top five ways to get home yeah I, I pretty much that's that, that's the thing that I dread most these days like in year in first year and second year I loved going to class and just I would come in and like 10 minutes beforehand and like say hello to everyone even people who definitely didn't want to say hello yeah you know just like say hi to everyone get in it straight away meeting all these other young minds, these people who are going to parties, but they're also talking about molecules, you know, like, and, and, and it's just great. And now I just, now you just at the point where you, I just don't want anyone to speak to me. You've just been there for so long. Speaking you. to anyone is a yeah. chore. They're not any of the people that I remember, you know, they're like the next generation, the bright eyed next generation who I hate because they're bright eyed. <laughs> yeah. I've become a mature age student, like, in, on an accelerated path. Oh dear. Anyway, so so what what's like the the summary of of what happened with old mate? Oh, then he just sort of like a, well, well, the lecture ended as he was doing this, and we sort of just passed ways on the on his final. Uh, you know, I think the last thing he asked me was like um, two ships in the night. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> never two. to never to meet again. Oh, I'm sure I'll meet again. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're bound to him for uh, life. Yeah, now. yeah. Now, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it is really great that he you have a life bond. This. So now we have a life, a life pact, and I have to do the group assignment with him. I'm sure. Oh well. Oh well. I'm sure. Yeah, he'll he'll probably. Did he seem like an intelligent sort of bloke, but just you know what he did? Socially retarded. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm off chance that he's listening right now. I'm just going to stop.
Um, and talk about the homework movie. Yes. Because sorry, it, sorry for that. Yeah, I'm trying. I've been battling, battling against the against the wind, trying to get back to this. The homework movie was uh, was an interesting one this week. Yeah, the yeah. homework movie we watched this week was Girlfriend's Day. Yeah, which it's a Netflix is, original series I, about the sordid, dangerous, high stakes world of greeting card writing. Yeah, it's not a series. It's just a like a. Oh, sorry. Aaron, yeah. It's like a. It's a movie, but it's not a full feature. It's an hour and like fifteen an hour minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it stars Bob Odenkirk from uh, Breaking Bad fame. Saul, better call yep. Saul. Yep, Saul Goodman. Mm. Um, who also did a bunch of uh, other, like, he's famous for his sketch comedy as well. Yeah. Um, he did Mr. Show with Bob and David. So with um, David Cross as well. Okay. Who plays Tobias in um, Arrested Development. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so quite quite the comedy pedigree there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this was like written and produced by Bob Odenkirk. And it's just an odd film. It's kind of an like, odd, it's an odd The movie. general conceit is Bob Odenkirk plays this like, he's this successful greeting card. Well, he used to be a successful greeting card. Yeah. Right? He was like the Shakespeare of greeting cards is the line that's trotted out three times in this movie. And it, um, apart from this other guy who was sort of like, he was like his main competitor. Yeah, his main competitor. throughout the whole thing. But I mean, really, he didn't need to be in now, there for any. Yeah, reason. and now he's a washed-up greeting card writer because his wife left him. His wife leaves him. He, he loses his inspiration. The reason his wife leaves him is because he is like this romantic greeting. Like he, he, Bob Odenkirk's character does not believe in holidays. He only writes greeting cards, which are like romance yeah. ones. Because again, you got to understand, this is a. This is a like a totally fictional universe. This is not our universe. This is a fictional universe where it's the same as ours, but greeting cards are the shit. Yeah, you can get there, killed there are, over a greeting card. There are people that are just fans of greeting, and card it's like writing. and it's like like the big t- uh, tycoons with their white hats and stuff. Their own greeting card companies. Yeah, and so the reason why Bob Odenkirk he loses his inspiration is because his wife leaves him. Because he didn't bring, he doesn't bring his work home with him, and by that I mean he, like he made a conscious effort to not be like romantic, yeah. at home, yeah. But also, she's just, she's just quite clearly not the person you would want to be married to. She ends up married to this other guy who does this like more cutesy greeting cards. Yeah, he does like a cartoon series yeah. type thing. Yeah, like a Garfield type thing. Yeah. I but think, for greeting cards. Yeah. Uh yeah. Where like th- this movie is just a jumble of really weird segments. Yeah. Like, put together. It's it's just sort of like a strange, very short, very quirky kind of kind of movie. It's kind of it kind of turns into a bit of a noir thriller, really. Yeah, it's a noir like, thriller. Thr- like, it's very much like a murder mystery noir thriller. Who done it? What's the big industrial plot thing? Yeah. On like, the background like, of greeting like cards. A, like I feel like we should possibly just go through the whole plot and talk about like as we're going through it talk about just the ridiculous parts well so, i wanted to also just talk about as we go on all the parts all the all the the story threads and scenes in this movie that did not need to be there and we just sort of like just needlessly thought out or cruel yeah so the film opens with it's Bob Odenkirk like describing how much yeah. of a brilliant writer his name's, he is. his name's Ray Ray yeah Something like that. He, how much of a brilliant writer he is, and then he immediately proceeds to get called into the boss's office and fired. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, He's talking about the good old days. Yeah. Talking about the good old days of being a greeting card writer. So and... he, he goes to the bar that yeah. he, that like is called like Card Sharks or something, and it's it's a bar for greeting card writers. Yep. Because again, it's a big deal in this in this world. <laughs> um, and uh, proceeds to get sort of horribly drunk because it turns out he's an alcoholic. Yeah, so he goes home and like tries to write. Yeah, more greeting. There's cards, sort of a story. There's sort of block. a story thread to the side about how he's in his shitty apartment and his landlord <laughs> seems to kind of like him a little bit, but his landlord like is demanding rent, and so his first option is that he looks after the landlord's like nephew, just takes him. Yep. And then the second one is that everything becomes for sale in his house as an indoor as yard an in- sale, indoor yeah garage sale. Um, yeah, so he has, he has, he has writer's block and then he's approached by the, um, so that while he has writer's block, he's like trying to write stuff and he just sort of, oh, that's right. He, he like severs a tendon in his arm. Oh, oh, let's not forget right before he does that, he, he punches the picture of his wife and severs a tendon in his arm because he has a horrible dream because the, the, the his wife's new husband's. Garfield type thing isn't a cat it's an owl yeah and so what he he has an hallucination where he walks under his wife having sex with a human sized like dude in an owl costume yep which is just super weird his head's yeah that was pretty weird I can't believe I forgot that and then he like smashes a photo of him and his wife and yep. glass everywhere and he severs a tendon in his which hand. is not at all relevant no. Throughout the entire movie. No. It never stops There's him no from, point to that. It never really, like, stops Doesn't him stop from, him from doing, doing anything. anything. Doesn't stop him from punching a dude in the face a couple of times. No. It's just... It's one of the first things that's just completely irrelevant to the plot. Yes. And it's just kind of in there as a bit of flavor. It's probably the first one. It's definitely and not the worst one, but it's probably like, the first there, one. Like, this whole movie... We were convinced to see it because the trailer was so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was like... It was like and as we mentioned in the previous podcast, like, the trailer's all going along. It's like greeting cards, happy, 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 and then it takes a turn. Then Guy and, gets stabbed. And the movie doesn't really have that same, like, sudden turn. Yeah. But the, the, but the main sort of... The main... Uh, the plot, in terms, not like the story, but like the, the, the plot, the evil plot, the plots that murderers have kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of plot is, is that... Um, they're going to invent a new holiday, and it's going to be called Girlfriend's Day. Yeah. And so, Which, Bob Odenkirk gets asked by his immediate for, boss, not his, like the his guy former, who's... His former boss. Yeah, not the guy who's, like, head of the company, but he's just, like, division head. Yeah. In, in a bathroom, like, whether he'll come back on for, a, like, they're, a they're huge amount like, of under-the-table like money. A, like a, yeah, shady under-the-table yeah, deal to... Um, to write this, this Girlfriend's Day card. Because there's, there's a competition where, like, you can... Yeah, the government put together, the, the like state government put together a competition to see who can write the most romantic reading card. And, and the point is that it's only um, for people who are amateurs and retired professionals. Or, or out of work. So Bob Odenkirk can do it. And yeah. then the obvious other pick is Bob Odenkirk's longtime rival slash friend. Yeah. Who's... Who's the other big the, name. On the other company who's yeah. also retired. Who's Who incidentally... Is uh, he retired from writing greeting cards to write a novel? But he's only written three words. But he's only written three words. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> I love how like that. That's how you wash up. Yeah. In the writing world, and this thing is, you write a novel. 
you write a novel, but then you can't write a novel because you've been writing like reading cards or something. Yeah, like oh, that is great. Sentences There's the moment words. at the end of this movie where he ends up writing the, like the most perfect card because you know, of course, it does. Of course, he does. It's all coming. And I love it how he like sits down at the typewriter, sets everything up, and then like done. It's not like a big long montage. Yeah, it's just like done. There are definitely like really really nice smart aspects of this movie. but There's just a lot of like weird stuff going on that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So so one of the other side things is that he enjoys watching bum fights. Oh dear! It's like the anyway, food anyway, yeah. So he's real into bum fights, and there's this one um, bum who's like the bum fight champion. So called, homeless called, people fighting for money, yeah, which is on TV, yeah, called uh, Shitfoot. Shitfoot, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny. It was funny the first time I saw it, but but the problem with Shitfoot is that he becomes a recurring character. Yeah, where like Bob Odenkirk realizes that he lives very close to Shitfoot, um, and he has this weird sentimental connection with him. Yeah, for but it's, no it, it is never explained. It is just sort of like, it doesn't make any sense. They're obviously trying to make something, some sort of poignant statement about something. Yeah. But I have no idea what it is. And it must be a serious thing for them because the movie ends with a staring at Shitfoot wistfully scene. Yeah. I have no idea. As Shitfoot is like going through the garbage. Yeah. I have no Weird. idea. What very, very on. odd. So anyway, he gets tasked with writing this card, and in part of that sort of conversation, setting up that whole deal, he says, "Oh, I might need to go back to the office and get some of my old materials for right. inspiration, because, because get ready for the only plot hole in this movie." Yeah. No? Um. So then he goes back and he's like going through, and he has like the complete rhyming dictionary and going through yep. all these old materials. Goes to his office like, at night. Yep. Late at night door. because he needs to be not affiliated with the company in order to get yeah. into this competition. Gets very noir. Yep. Lights flickering. He hears noises. Yeah. Lights flickering. He hears noises. And he's he, and he sort of as he's walking through, going back from his office through the building that's half lit to the to the car. He stops at a door, and then on the other side of it, there are glass windows, sort of alien style. This guy's like bloody hand gets put up, like yeah, gets yeah, like, He opens like, the door, and they're lying on the floor is his best friend, his competition, who's been stabbed with a gold-handled knife. In, um, just in the gut. In, in the gut, which, which just hold on for a second, because why is his friend at that, at that company's building, Peter? That is a very good point. And I've never why, thought about that. Why, of all places, even if he did go to that company's building for some reason, why would they kill him there? It, no, well, it could be... I think, could be that they invited him there? It could be like that they invited him there and they killed him there because the... They wanted to incriminate. The whole mystery turned... Yeah, that, like, to incriminate mm. that um, card place because there's, the, like, the two brothers that own the two competing... No, no, I think it was to incriminate... I actually... Well, yeah, trace back on this. that It was to incriminate uh, Ray, the main character. That was the whole point. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. over him. yeah. He to, saw the he saw the murder. It. He got a bloody shirt. Yeah, dirty cop who's hired by his company. You know, wakes him up the next day, and he's actually a great yeah, yeah, yeah. So guy. like the dirty cop who actually killed the guy, like Ray's like going, "Oh, you're dying!" Blah 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 blah. And then he gets whacked over the head and knocked out, and he wakes up in his apartment. With the cop and saying, this... we'll, oh, "I'll forget about the shirt if you write the card." Yeah, basically, if you write the card, so I can have sex with my wife again. There's a great line in that scene. And not because it's like well written, because it's so sort of like 
just out of nowhere flat, delivered flat, and then there's no follow-up line, and the scene ends, and it's just this really... I don't know. It's something that I haven't I haven't really seen before. But, like, yeah, he's, he has this conversation with the police officer, and the cop's, like, a real classic dirty, retired cop kind of guy, where, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, he calls him gay for writing writing cards, and he only buys them so he can have sex with his wife. And if he doesn't buy one, it's like you know, he gets like he gets denied for like a month, so he's like angry at Ray for that. And he says like, and Ray just Ray Ray's got this weird relationship with this cop who keeps beating the shit out of him and holding a gun to him, where he 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 really picks on this cop a lot. Like I have no idea. Like this is weird thing the where he's getting threatened. Him. Yeah, he's getting threatened. And, like, Ray will, like... This is time where Ray just walks outside of the house because he's frustrated and, like... Because the cop's been following him Punches and just, like, rolls down the cop's window and just starts beating the shit out of him for no reason. It's a strange relationship. But, yeah, but the cop's just, like... You're, like, yeah, and if I don't write anything and my wife doesn't fuck me for a week, so it's it's your fault. And, like, Ray looks up and he says, well, you you wouldn't have to use my cards if you were well endowed. (laughs) (laughs) And just flat. Just no... Just a weird just thing right out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. That was my favorite yeah, line. Yeah, it so, just made so, no sense. It really yeah, summed so up they, the movie. wake up and he gets forced to write the card and he tries to write the card and he can't do it. So he goes to the bar and this like girl he meets chats a girl, him up. He's the girl of his dreams. He's younger Who than like him. works in a bookshop that sells reading she's cards. She's horribly pessimistic about the world, but she really likes. Yeah, she's it's like she is basically his perfect woman. Yeah. Turns um, out she's pretending to be his perfect woman. Who would have thought? Yep. Um, she's provided as inspiration because they figure like the writer's block is because he's fallen out of love. Yeah. So she's hired there. That brings me to the biggest redundant point in this movie that I thought was that I really just like want to pick on that because it was also so cruel. It was like the darkest thing in this movie, and it and it was there for no real reason, right? Like Ray finds out. When everything culminates, he writes the card, yeah, he brings it to to the girl, um, and he finds out that she's been paid to do it. Yeah, it looks like, uh, and that's fine, right, Pete? That's fine. That's that's very, fine. He, very he doesn't cliche. repair the relationship with her or anything. Yeah, so it's fine that she's just been paid to do this. But what then follows is a further explanation. From like the big bad guy, the guy who runs Ray's company. Yeah, this this weird like that doesn't need to be there. Guy who has like an estate, the colonel, and like the colonel who owns the first ever greeting card. Yeah. that was ever given to someone. Of course, he does. He explains in his sort of like villain monologue that no, actually, the the, the little girl that he has isn't his daughter, but it, he had a nephew who's was a crack addict. And who had sex with this woman, and it's her child who he snatched because he's Tywin Lannister and he wanted them to have a better life, like the girl to have a better life, and now you'll never see your daughter, and and, and he's forcing her to do this. And it doesn't come up! We never see the daughter again, that doesn't get resolved at all. It, it, it didn't yeah. need to be there. Yeah, Super It was weird. such like a weird, cruel thread. But I'll tell you what did need to be there, the two greatest characters oh. in the movie... Ashley, yes. Which, we haven't spoken about these guys at all. The two yeah, thugs that so, work for the, for the yeah. colonel are, like, reformed... White supremacists. White supremacists. they got Nazi tats, but they said they don't believe in that shit anymore because no one should be above anyone. And they're not, like, communists. They're, like... They're, 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 they're still extremists. They turn into extremist liberals. 
right, where they pictures of Martin Luther King and stuff on their wall. Yeah. Ain't yeah. no one better than no one. <laughs> yeah. So if you say you're better than someone, they'll, they'll just kill you. It looks like. Yeah, they're like these hillbilly dudes, and yeah. yeah. Ain't no one better than no one. Yeah. They're in the trailer. They're, they're pretty wonderful. Great. They're, like, the movie's almost worth watching just to see they're them. They're wonderful. And their like, they they is... are like the, the typical sort of hide thugs, yeah. but they're just like an interesting enough twist on it yeah. for, for that to be funny. The real problem is that they're hired thugs. Yeah. And they're whole in, they, they work for a bit like a, like a tycoon when their whole deal is that no one should be better than anyone else. Yeah. Which that doesn't really make sense, I suppose, once yeah. you pointed out. But they sort of worked that really out at the that. end and Darth Vader had cheated. Yeah. The movie, anyway, this movie is just sort of sort of weird. We haven't even touched on the fact that Ray's got a friend character who's he goes to for advice sometimes, but doesn't really come into it at all. I suppose that guy kind of comes up in the end. Like one of the things that he suggests that Ray does is leave this whole sordid world of card writing behind. Oh uh, yeah, move to the suburbs and become a driver's ed tra- like teacher, which is what he ends up doing. Yes. Who knows though, Peter. Who knows, maybe if greeting cards are like the big dangerous world, the big money-making dangerous world in this universe, perhaps driving instructors are also a really big deal. Maybe. Mm. Mayhaps. Anything's possible. That's for sure. I don't know, guys. This is a weird yeah, one. Yeah, if you watched it with us, like... It certainly... It, yeah, it was a weird one. I don't know what you bit, think of it. It's a bit interesting. I wouldn't say I love the movie. There's some good concepts there. There was some, sure. Yeah, there was some really good conceptual writing in this. It's very cliched. And it sort of doesn't flow really well. No. It's a bit disjointed. It's very cliched. But it's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's And there are parts that are through. funny. It's a very interesting movie to, to have watched, I think. Yeah. To have in your library of shit that you've watched. Yeah. And can talk about. It's unique hmm. in that list. Yeah. So if you've got an hour and 15 minutes and you sort of like the idea of Martin Luther King following extremists. It's almost foods. worth watching just, just for those, for those guys. Yeah. 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 And you want to be like, you want to see, oh, this this movie like can't be that weird, or you just want to like confirm for yourself that Sam and Peter were right. It is just kind of weird and messed up. Then go for it. It's an in between for me. If it's if it's your thing, go for it. Like if you're like one of our friends, like I, I would recommend this to our friend Will for sure because I know he would enjoy it. Yeah, but I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So now that you want to talk about something, I've got to remind you. Yes. Before we get into another shenanigans-filled sort of conversation about how I'm insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I've been playing a game which yes. is very, very, very... You've been playing this and I haven't. Yeah, very, very sand game. I've been playing um, this game called Neo, mm-hmm. which it's is another a, Dark Souls-esque game. Yes, very Dark Souls-esque. It's a um, PlayStation 4 exclusive. Um, and it's made by Team Ninja, who made uh, Ninja Gaiden and the most recent uh, Devil May Cry game. Yeah. So they you can see Devil May Cry in this. Yes. I think. Yes. So they've made a lot of uh, uh, character action games in the past. Have quite a quite an impressive pedigree uh, from that perspective. It's a game that got announced at the like. It's one of those games that has sort of been announced. Years and years and years ago, it got announced when the PS3 got announced. Yeah, yeah. went through a number, like a massive amount of changes. I think that's and one of the reasons. Finally, came out as this Dark Souls esque 
completely different to what it would have originally been. Yeah. Like, I think when it was first announced, it was more of a uh, Dynasty Warriors like type game. Do you remember Dynasty Warriors, Peter? I did, they, you know, they still release them. They were yeah. like two Dynasty it's Warriors. Games they still release them, but I remember Dynasty Warriors, like the first sort of Dynasty Warriors. Fucking great game. Yeah. Weird games. Weird that it's still being made, though. Very Japanese. And what I will say about this game is the story, especially, is incredibly, incredibly Japanese. <laughs> like, it's even more obscure and poorly... Like, I wouldn't say the Dark Souls story is poorly told. No, Dark Souls, say Dark Souls just... has a very well thought out story yeah. that is then only told to you in very small chunks. Yeah. Right? Like, they have filled in the gaps. They know... FromSoft knows what their story is, but they just sort of don't feed it to you. Yeah, whereas the Neo story, uh, it has, it has, a, it's like the story, the main character that you play, you don't get to create your own character. Which is it's a big this, difference in Dark Souls. Is this guy called William, this uh, Scottish guy who was imprisoned in the Tower of London. Um, and He's been the imprisoned. reason he was imprisoned is because during the like Napoleonic Wars, I think, um, one of the things that the British Empire do to win is they have to find these magical stones called Amrita. Of course they do. And, I remember that. And dabble, remember that in dabble, in, dabble in magic in order to overcome the, the French. Um, and you were like one of the explorer guys trying to find this Amrita. Okay. And you get imprisoned in, like, sort of after the war, you get imprisoned in the Tower of London because you have this deep, dark secret. And then this weird sorcerer dude like steals your soul or your soul lamb ridder something it's super weird and obscure and it's it's told entirely through cutscenes yeah. that have little to no connecting thing between them like you could watch them in like the the cutscene has almost nothing to do with what the level actually is yeah so it's just a really weird form of storytelling very japanese i feel um but sort of what you what I would suggest people come to this game for is for the gameplay. Uh, and it's very similar to Dark Souls, but it has some uh, it has some distinct differences. It looks actually... It's, it's ba- funny like, you the, the, like... selling, the selling point is Samurai Dark Souls. Yeah. And the main, difference, the main difference is that it's level-based rather than an open-world game. And loot-based. And I loot, think the loot... The biggest well. difference so from like what Diablo, you told me... Diablo-style loot. Yeah, and from what you've told me and what you've shown me is that the biggest difference is, is how the items relate to the game. That's the biggest difference that I would feel if I played it mm. versus Dark Souls, I think. It's the fact that um, there's a lot more going into inventory and sussing out every enemy drops items. Every enemy drops loot. Yeah, whereas, whereas I, like Dark Souls is not a loot-based game. No. Like, some bosses drop things, but it's really... In Dark Souls, you just earn the right to use a particular weapon. That's the kind of thing that you you get from killing something. Mm. It's not like you're looking for loot. No. It's not like you would kill them again. No. Whereas this, you can very much farm certain enemies, and you farm... It, 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 yeah. Rather than having invasions, it's got, it's got what's called... Um, Does it have PvP? Kind of. Um, you can summon people into your game. I think it does have a PvP mode. It's not something I've checked out. I've only beaten about nine bosses. Mm. Um, and I think there's something like 20 bosses. Um, uh, the sort of main PvP thing that most people will do is you fight what's called Revenant. So whenever you die in another person's world, your grave site will appear and they can then fight your character and get the try and fight them for the armor and stuff that they have equipped. Mm. 
So that's a that's one of the easiest ways to uh, level up. Isn't that one of the easiest gear. ways to get good gear though? What if you just yeah, yeah, kill exactly. the bot with the best weapons on him? Yeah, but that's basically that is one of the things. But the thing is, you're fighting other players, so it's usually somewhat difficult. But are you fighting other players, or are you fighting bots? No, you're, you're fighting you're fighting bots who you who there's some algorithm to make them fight like how you would usually fight. Obviously, they're not as good. Mm. If you're a, if you're a player who's got their, if you're a good player, you just yeah. that's how you would get everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that's kind of the PvP aspect. The other main difference mm. is there's four weapon. There's only really like four distinct weapon types. There's axes, which use strength. There's uh, one-handed swords, like samurai swords, mm-hmm. uh, which use stamina as their main stat. Everything also everything scales with everything, but some things scale more with certain things. Okay. Um, there's uh, what's called a kurasagama, which is like basically a sai on the end of a chain. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Um, and that uses, I can't remember which stat that uses. Oh, sorry, there's five. Yeah, so there's there's swords, there's dual-wield swords, then there's axes, um, the Kurasagama, and there's spears as well. And there's there's ranged stuff, right? Yes. Which and there's two, different types of, like... there's two different types of ranged weapons, which actually make a large amount of difference compared to Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark so Souls, like there are bows and arrows, bows or guns. Thoroughly a utility type thing. You yeah. can't actually kill anything with them, or you can, but you it would definitely be, be considered it. Uh, a challenge yeah. to do a bow run with Dark Souls. It would almost be like doing a no weapon run. Yeah, so it's it's more like the guns and bows are utility weapons, but you can use them to like a headshot will kill. Yeah, which is not um, which is not certain enemies, certain enemies. Yeah. Um, and the, so one of the other main things that I would say about this game is that it's very difficult as well and super unforgiving, even more so than Dark Souls. Um, there's no Estus and you start in every... There's like distinct chapter areas um, and once you collect a certain number of collectibles, which are these little like frogmen... Um, yeah. Uh, these little spirit frogmen. Where where do spirits come into it? If I can like interrupt, though. like throughout I've the whole seen, game, I've seen like the cover and and all of that. You have a spirit companion, but in none of the gameplay have I seen that. So throughout the whole game, you have like a super move basically that you can do that charges up over time that uses your spirit, and you can pick thing. a different spirit companion. Yeah, and you can collect more and more as you progress throughout the story. Okay. So the first choice is like you can choose a shark spirit or a bird spirit or a lion spirit. Ooh. Those are your um, first choices? Yeah. It's pretty much the, the creme of the crop of the animal kingdom. Though. Yeah, there's, there's like spiders and these like cute little puppies and like... What are the cute little puppies the, do for me in bloody combat, Peter? Well, they give you the lightning powers. Oh, well, of course they do. <laughs> yeah, I it's, think puppies. Yeah, it's, it's this super weird thing. Like the one of the unique things about your character, William, is that he can see spirits for some reason, which is never really explained. Also, like William is... Ba- and throughout the whole game there's all these figures which are actually based in history mm-hmm. so William himself was one of the first European and one of the first and one of the only European samurais mm-hmm. um, and you're dealing with people who were like throughout Japanese history warlords and, and that sort of thing yeah but they but they all have their own weird spirit people for some reason well, that's cool um, and yeah it's it's Pretty unforgiving and difficult game. Very much like you know how the thing in Dark Souls is that any any enemy can kill you, but sort of once you get past the first few levels, you get enough 
health and a lot enough armor and you sort of know the game well enough that providing you just sort of and you know the patterns of the really basic enemies that show up in every area yeah. enough that you generally won't get killed by them. Whereas uh, in this, I think you get killed by mobs a lot in, in Dark Souls. I would almost. I feel like I feel like in this game though, it is far easier to get killed by enemies. So one of the other different things about it is you'll fight. There's like two sort of enemy types. You fight just regular like samurai people. Yeah. Um, and then you also fight yokai, which are like the evil spirit monsters. Um, Mm -hmm. so the unique thing about fighting yokai is that they will put a, uh, like a sort of one, sometimes when they do attacks, they will put a, like a area of effect around them on the ground, which stays on the ground. And when you're in that area, you don't recover key, which is your, um, or chi or chi, which is your like stamina basically. Um, so, so, uh, so you, you can be like swinging away and then if you're standing in this area you just won't recover stamina like or it recovers like minuscule amounts. Oh, okay. Um so it's really easy to die from that. And also they hit like a bloody truck. Like they do massive amounts of damage. But they almost well. seem like for just regular how, how enemies. How often do they turn up? Are they regular regular enemies? So Those when guys? you start out you fight, you fight maybe one or two on a level. At the point where I'm up where I'm up to now it'll be 20, they, and 20 these are or different, whatever. There are different kinds and there are of different types of fighting types of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and different types that sort of... It, there's this sort of regular enemy progression. Right. Um, what are the bosses like? The bosses are cool. The bosses are also really difficult as well. Okay. Um, they're just really interestingly designed. It takes a little while to get used to fighting them. It's not like... The Bloodborne and Dark Souls bosses where you can just dodge out of the way, get a hit in, and just keep doing that for, for ages. Yeah. There are some bosses which have a really big health pool. Um, there's a lot of mechanics that you've got to know and you've got to learn that very, that sort of make it that very, very infrequently you will one-shot or two-shot a boss. I've, I've two-shot a boss once. But I'm convinced that was a massive fluke. But that's where you want to be. Yeah. If you're trying to emulate Dark Souls, I mean, that's that's where you want to be. The first yeah, one I feel like first in this Dark Souls game, you shouldn't be one-shotting anything. No, but I feel like in Dark Souls 3 and in Bloodborne, I was both of those games, I was able to one-shot bosses. That's true, but you had experience with Yeah, exactly. Game. But even with all the experience that I have in these type of games, I'm still getting smashed by everything. Yeah. So if you are a Dark Souls lover, this is very much a game that you should try and pick up. It is different enough that it's fresh and interesting to play. I've been struggling to decide whether to pick up that one or Throna. Because hmm. I know that all the Dark Souls players that I, that I that I know right now did try Neo, and like they do have it, but they are all enamored with, with Throna, which is sort of an entirely different type of game. Yeah. But um, I think it's drawing a lot of those types of people. Yeah. Um, but I think I will pick up Neo. Sounds yeah, cool. it, it's it's very very cool. And all that I, th- Japanese I think you'd really enjoy. It always sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. And for people that agreed with us for our game of the year last year, which was Dark Souls Three, yeah, this is a very similar sort of game. I played Blood it's Samurai Ball, Dark like Souls. Yesterday, I think it's Samurai Dark Souls, but it's different enough mm. that people will get something out of it. Yeah. Okay. And that's Neo. Yeah. Well, I have to pick that up. I have to pick that up for sure. I really, I, I think I need a new something to play. Yeah, I've been in that it, space. You know, you ever really been in that space where you just, 
you sit down and you're paralyzed and you have all these things that you play but you're just like I'm done with all I'm done with all these now yeah this is very much something that you can get sucked into yeah I'm sort of like skipping now like doing an hour of something I played ages ago another hour of something else I played ages ago go back on Skyrim it's not a good idea Pete (laughs) Skyrim was beautiful but it is deeply flawed in the sense that you like I don't know how many times I've played the first 10 minutes of Skyrim because that's I'm like oh I want to play Skyrim again I'll play the first 10 minutes and then I get to Whiterun and I look at the blacksmiths and I'm just like oh can't do this again <laughs> you know i can't you should play it just how i, I play can't it, make i just sort of don't really care huge amounts of shit place again to place. you know yeah could you imagine what a else. new elder scrolls game would be oh god man i'm gonna lose my shit when that comes out yeah did you ever want to play the elder scrolls online no not really i had a brief look at it yeah but uh it didn't really seem to be like my cup of tea i think we're fine like i that's all we did by the way, that's why we're sort of trying to find another topic. I, I watched the homework movie. Um, we I've been played watching, some Destiny. We played some Destiny. Uh, Peter played Neo. Oh, briefly, I, I've been religiously watching one of my favorite series. Just came out with a new season on Netflix. Uh, it's so, a Netflix I'm so, original. I'm so glad you remembered this. You, you'd, be on, you'd, be on with, you'd be on board with me up to this point, Pete. You know that, right? If, I, if you hadn't heard about this before and I said it's a Netflix original... I'm just, just you know, I've been watching it. I've been like religiously gobbling it up. Dragons Race to the Edge, the latest season came out, season four, I believe. Wow! And it's it's just it's really great. It's really great. It is uh, How to Train Your Dragon. It's like the continu- TV show. The TV show continuation from that. So uh, it's after the second movie, right? And so Hiccup. I really enjoyed the first movie. Oh, I loved both movies. The second movie... I'm not seeing the second one. The second movie is better, I think. Is it on... It, we've had this conversation I'm not sure if it's on Netflix, on but you should, you should we've, definitely We've had the conversation. They yeah, so, are these books that are just really just... It's a great world that they've built. Hmm. And the characters are defined. And they have real arcs to them and real relationships. And it, okay, it's all, all it's all sort of like almost marred by the fact that it's like a kids what, cartoon. Was it was it a kids movie? Yeah. So season four, what's sort of new and different about season four, season and four. why should people watch season four? Well, people should start from the from, from yeah the start, yeah. But what's what's the deal with season four? Uh, so season four sees Hiccup coming against up against uh, Vigo. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Mortensen. Grimshaw or Grimshaw, I think. Something like Viggo Mortensen's. No. Aragorn himself. <laughs> um, Live action Aragorn. Vigo and his brother, whose name I forget, um, who are these dudes uh, who are from a faraway uh, Viking land, but uh, land other than, other than Vikings, sorry, far away from the, the Viking area. They came here on ships and they're like sort of, a, I think I think Vigo is sort of the, the big defining pinnacle of, of villains in the dragon's uh, gallery, right? It, he's, um... The big he, he has, like, this big, like, half-decomposed dragon skull behind him. He's as dark as they're willing to get, right? Yeah. Um, and and he's pretty great. His whole thing is he's incredibly smart. And Hiccup's whole thing is that Vikings are dumb and he's smart. So he sort of gets away with it by being, you know, choosing the, the path of least resistance. Yeah. And Vigo just sort of fucks him at every turn with that that is graphic (laughs) 
Um, that does not seem like the no. kind of thing that would happen in a kids' show, Sam. Are you it's sure true. you're watching it on this, Netflix? This is true. Um, and that's that's pretty much what's going on with season four. What's going on with the series in general is is still happening. Where uh, Hiccup is well and truly a, a man, and his whole thing is that he's taken all the people that were in with him, all the kids that were with him with the first movie, and they're all adults in the second movie. Um, and he set up his own tribe. Oh, really? Of, 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 of Dragon Riders. So he has some dealings with his father and Burke, but they are partners, like trading partners. Yeah. And allies in various, like, shit. So sometimes Vigo will starve the people of Burke and things to to annoy Hiccup and, and stuff like that. His relationship with his dad is still just, just great. I love Hiccup's dad, played by um, uh, the glorious... Leader of Flame in My Mouth, J.R.R. Butler. He just plays an amazing Viking warlord. He's just, he's, he's beautiful. Do you know if it, every have, interaction have they, they have the together original, Have they got the original voice actors for the cartoon? They've got almost all of them. But yes, yeah, I mean like the main characters, yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, yeah, and the animation looks the same. Yeah. It's great. There, there's... The problem with the Dragons franchise is that the books are very are very sort of good at world building and they're sort of semi-intelligent. I would describe them as, as teen books. Yeah. And then they sort of made a child movie out of that. They dumbed it down for the first movie. The second movie was then taken... I don't even know if it's the same director, but it, I would not be surprised if it isn't because it, the, the second movie feels like the books. first movie feels like Lego yeah. Star Wars to Star Wars. Yeah. Right? And then they made a few TV series after that capitalizing on kids which were called dragons something and this series is like the second movie right where it's this series again feels like the books this is star wars again not lego star wars and i think it can get really confusing for people what what they're watching yeah i know when i talk to my little brother about it he's like oh that that's like awful that's really bad sam that's like for kids and i was like oh really he's like yeah i have the dvds and i was like james i don't think you have the dvds because it's on netflix it's a netflix series that they made um and he showed it to me it, it was called like dragons you know chase of something you know like it was yeah it and was... it was like two-dimensional cartoons right and stupid jokes um i don't know it's brilliant you really should watch the second movie because it feels a lot more like the books and uh it's when they're all it's when they're like the older like they deal with real issues i think and there there's a really great coming of age beautiful story in there somewhere of Hiccup being an intelligent, scrawny sort of dude in this tribe of, uh, not dumb, but in this tribe of just like massive people. Yeah. And him trying to emulate his father for the longest time until he sort of realizes that he can be, to, to get his father's respect and everything, he doesn't realize that until it's sort of too late as a guy, is that, um, is to be him. Just the man version of him, because the man version of him is really valuable to his dad and and yeah. is impressive as well. Um, and I think it's really great when you finally see him being Im- impressive, especially yeah. in the second movie. In the second movie, he has his armor from the books and stuff. Yeah, where he yeah. becomes like a really uh, the reason that no one messes with Burke and the surrounding Viking villages because everyone's afraid of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that. I think that segues pretty well into what our homework movie for next week is going to be, which is also going to be a 
kids cartoon. Yeah, that about it. Which is Atlantis. Atlantis. Do you remember is Atlantis? Like, is, it, is it like Atlantis Hunt for the Lost Empire? Oh, uh, it's something like that. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Since it's I on Netflix. It. But yeah, Atlantis those, recently like, came on Netflix. Classic Disney animated films. And Peter hasn't seen it. I have not seen it. It's a great movie, Peter. Like Atlantis is 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 really really fun, and it's on. It, really in the vein of the How to Train Your Dragon universe it's on the adult side of it's like a, it's like a movie for kids I think undeniably it's yeah. a movie for kids but it's definitely one but of, it's, it's one of those great Disney movies where they, it can be a movie for no I think I, I think it's not a movie for kids I think it's one of those great Disney movies because it's it's a proper animated movie that is for the whole family not yeah. in a derogatory yeah, that, way that's what but I mean. really for the whole family yeah. like how Zootopia is for the whole family yeah. oh that was great yeah, you know film. what I mean like you could say that's a kids movie but you get a lot out of that as an adult. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, that little rat. <laughs> Come to me on the day my daughter's wedding. <laughs> God, he's... And the, and the, the, the daughter is the best Is the best one, isn't she? With her massive hair. She's just such like an Italian, like white yeah. trash kind of... Oh, she's... Yeah, she's you should watch You should watch, you should watch Zootopia. But you should also watch Atlantis. It's, it's really, really good. It's one of those movies as well where I think every character is unique and memorable. Mm. It's really special that way. Uh, Milo, the main character, is played by Michael J. Fox. Really? Yeah, he does a great job. I think oh, it's cool. Michael J. Fox's only foray into voice acting. and He's awesome. It's like one of those sleeper ones that you don't realize, like how Spirit, the Spirit Horse and Spirit was played by Matt Damon, you know, yeah. like... It is very sleeper. I, I spent the whole movie, I remember the last time I watched it, like, going, who is that? The voice is so familiar. Who is that? And it's Matt Damon. Uh, no, no, I mean Atlantis. And it's, Michael, oh. and it's Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, that's, Great that's the mole. <laughs> <laughs> that's our homework movie. Uh, you'll hear all about it next week. I'm sure it'll be... We'll probably I'm be drinking beer this week. Yep. We'll be, Hopefully we'll be drinking beer next week. Hopefully I'll enjoy it and I won't feel ill. <laughs> um... Yeah, so as always, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash viewersampeter. Instagram. Instagram is the other one that's like yep. the only big Yep, check out our Instagram. Yeah. We've got fun pictures. If you want to have a look back at the history of the podcast and just all the different beers we've yeah, drunk. Yeah, we were doing that Pretty much day. all the different beers we drank. I think from yeah. about maybe episode 9 or 10, we've been doing that. So we had a bit of a look at it today. And yeah. it, was, it was weirdly nostalgic. You can look at like the, the images that we posted yeah just like strictly those and you'll yeah. get like this big tile thing of of all the beers that we've drunk next yeah, to the microphone yeah it was, it was kind of cool um, yeah. follow us on Facebook I said that already uh, but sound- definitely do it do we're it. saying it twice yeah, because um, do um, it yeah because it's an important point get onto um, it uh, subscribe on iTunes yeah subscribe and, uh, on you, SoundCloud and I've heard this question a couple of times so if someone's asked like, if someone asks you how you can get the podcast if you're not on iTunes, like, it's totally 100% doable to go to our SoundCloud webpage. Like yeah. We, we, downloads are enabled there. It, you can, everyone can get it there. On Android phones and stuff as well, there is ways to get RSS feeds. Yeah. Which you can subscribe to. Our there are ways to do that. Or you can just download the the thing like a song. Yeah. Which I, I know a lot of people do. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're done. That's us. We're over. I'm going to go to work now. Yeah. 